0: Today's podcast is brought to you by my book, Safety Sucks, the bullshit in the safety profession they don't tell you about. Head on over to Amazon and get yourself a copy. You can also find it at Barnes & Noble and many other places that you find Books. We're also brought to you by Pellhorsemedia.co. Head on over to www.pellhorsemedia.co You can check out this podcast, Hey Y'all with Sam. You can check out really, um, we'll just say effing, really effing scary stories and all kinds of other great stuff. We have videos over there. One of my favorite places is the merch shop. You can get your favorite merch from all of the shows that we have going on from t-shirts to hats to just really, really cool stuff. So head on over to PaleHorseMedia.co. Dot C-O for more. Last but not least, we're brought to you by HOPUniversity.org, your source for on-demand human and organizational performance training. You can also get into contact there uh, if you want us to come out, hang out with you, teach you some hop stuff, do stuff in person, on-site, all that kind of stuff. Head on over to HOPUniversity.org. HOPUniversity.org <laughs> Sam Goodman the Hop Nerd, bringing you another episode of The Hop Nerd Podcast. How are things going in your neck of the woods? I've got to tell you, things are going absolutely awesome here. I am coming to you from the sunny and the beautiful downtown Phoenix, Arizona, here at the Media.co studios. Do me a favor, before we dive into today's little chat, head on over to www.pellhorsemedia.co You can check out this podcast. You can check out all the other ones we've got going on. We've got Hey Y'all with Sam Goodman and really effing scary stories. We got that one cooking right now, too. That's our seasonal true crime, paranormal, kind of nerdy stuff. So if you're into that sort of stuff, go check that out. You can find it at PaleHorseMedia.co. We also have a really great merch store. So if you want to show your love for all things The Hot Nerd Podcast or any of those other shows, you can pick out, pick, pick out, you can pick up. There we go. I guess you can pick out, pick out and then pick up some really cool hats, shirts, all the above all kinds of cool stuff happening over there and do me a favor head over to www.thehopnerd.com follow along on all things social media at the hop nerd except for twitter because it is super duper special it is at the hop nerd one there's this stuff called hip hop and then i guess hops are some stuff that goes in some beer so the hop nerd was already taken but it's the hop nerd one if you want to follow along on the gram search sam u goodman it'll come up as sam goodman the hop nerd follow along there Pell horse media co has an instagram so does everything else we also have a YouTube channel so if you're into that kind of sort of thing if you like to get there and you know go down the YouTube rabbit hole we've got that happening as well and last but not least do me a favor. Scroll on down there and whatever you're listening to us on, give us some stars, leave us a review. That stuff helps us way more than you can ever imagine. I mean, it really does. It helps us a ton to continue to bring you this message, to let this message or allow this message to reach a wider audience due to the podcast algorithms and all the wonky stuff in cyberspace. It helps us take this podcast to all kinds of awesome places. So scrolling down, give us a review, leave us some stars, take that link, copy it, share it on your Facebook, share it on your Instagram, share it on your LinkedIn, go to work, tell your friends about it, tell your family about it. Hey, listen, this crazy dude, Sam, he likes to scream in a microphone about doing safety a little bit differently. And he's kind of insane. And it's kind of fun. Just I mean, I'm good with that. Just just share it. It helps us quite a bit. It literally helps us keep the lights on here and allows us to continue to bring you this content every single week. So I don't Make sure you subscribe. If you're not subscribed, if you're new to us, subscribe. We have new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. And then there are other shows come out on other days. But this is the show. So we, won't, we won't talk about that that much. And I, I know I already said last, last but not least, but I got one more thing. Because I don't think I've said this in the past couple episodes. And you know me. You, you, if you've been listening, you probably know what's coming next. I want to pause for just a second and say... Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart from for all the folks that have been here since day one, for all the folks that have joined us along on our journey so far, and even for our new folks. Maybe this is your first episode. Thank you. I, I greatly appreciate all. All the time that you invest into listening to the podcast, all the time that you invest into getting into contact with me, th- those conversations have been absolutely amazing. You know, we started this thing uh, a year and a half-ish ago, right? We're, we're, we'll, we'll eventually be at two years. And just the amount of friends that I have made, the amount of community that we have grown, the amount of conversations that we have had just through people sliding into the DMs or sending us emails, it's just been Amazing. And I want you to know how thankful I truly am for you, the listener, and for you're not just a listener. You're, you're an active participant. I think that's what, what makes it so cool to me is that we can talk and that we get into contact with each other and that we do all kinds of fun stuff together. And it's not just me screaming to the microphone and, and kind of getting my echo back. I hear from you. And that is super important to me. It's super valuable to me. I, I greatly appreciate it. I, I really do. So if you do want to get into contact, you can send me an email, sam at thehotner.com or to gmail.com. All the websites that we've talked about and all All the other ones that we haven't, we have handy-dandy contact forms. You can get a hold of us there if email's maybe not your style. We don't have a fax machine, so you can't use that. But if you want to, you can slide into the DMs. There's all kinds of ways, I guess is what I'm saying. There's tons of ways to get into contact, and I appreciate those of you that have all the great input, all the great ideas. If you know of somebody that should be on the show or if you want to come on the show to talk about human and organizational performance, doing safety a little bit better, or even just ranting about some of the sucks of safety that we're constantly trying to chip away at, I'm game. Just let me know. Again, conversation, whatever. Just get a hold of me. I love to chat with you. I really believe that through those conversations is how we make the world a better place to work. And, you know, in the very worst case scenario, we just become BFFs and we can skip around in Magic Hopland and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's just great. So today I want to talk to you about something that I had a really great chat with a friend of mine the other day. And we were talking about this whole bit of our bias on prevention. And I know we've kind of really been hot and heavy on that over the past episode. And that's probably where our conversation kind of stemmed from. A good friend of mine that's a fellow podcaster, and we were chatting about this whole thing where we focus so heavily on prevention, right? We, we talk about prevention bias, but we're actually really, 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 really freaking good at prevention already. So as we continue to focus on it, we don't really have anywhere else to go. So what do we do? We 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 take the normal path that we're used to in our organizations. I'm saying, okay, what else do we do? Um I don't know. Let's fix people. Yeah, there we go. That's the next thing. Right? We we've got all this other stuff already done. So the next obvious step to us is that we fix people. Our company will be the one to conquer human evolution and fix people. So we go down that path. And usually we go down that path of saying, okay, be more aware in some form, fashion, shape, or another. We're basically telling people to care more, be more aware, be more cognizant of the hazards, have greater awareness so then that you can stop work when you see those risky situations manifest in front of your eyes. You will know when to stop. But it's some Form of awareness. Ultimately, when you boil all that crap down, whether we're saying, you know, we want you more engaged in this or we're saying that, you know, you need to take a hazard recognition course or we want you to care more and pay more attention because of blah, blah, blah. We're just saying you need to be more aware because if you're more aware of the hazards, then you can act upon that awareness by using dun dun, 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 dun the magic stop work authority that we usually give you like a little badge card thing that's saying, pull out your card, you can stop work, and then that's it. That that that's the that's the next step. That's the next step in our safety evolution is we make you so great at hazard awareness and give you the dun dun, dun, dun card that you can whip out and go bam. Stop work man here, stop work person here, stop work superhero here, you can stop now. And that's how we're going to solve the problems. That's how we're going to keep people from dying. There we go. I swooped in and rescued you from death because I care a bunch. I'm super aware because my organization told me to be super duper duper aware. They trained me to be super duper 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 aware. They gave me a fancy shiny card that said that I have the right and responsibility to stop any unsafe act and correct any unsafe condition that I see before me. And that's it. W- where else do we go? Where, where else can we go? We're back to trying to fix people. We're so focused on prevention And we've we've run out of options on the preventative side that we're just down to this thought that if we just finally fix people, everything will now be fine. But it won't. It won't. Why? Why why won't it be okay? Because we know that prevention is ultimately going to fail. We know that people are fallible, that people are eventually going to fail. I can be the most super safety hero person in the world. I can be the most hyper aware person on the freaking planet. And guess what? Guess what? I'm going to miss some shit at some point. Something's going to slip past me. I can have a group of amazing super heroes. And we're still going to miss things. Stuff's still going to get biased. It's just going to happen. That no matter how many magic, shiny, stop work badges you give people, no matter how many freaking hazard awareness courses you give people, people are still going to miss things. People are still going to make mistakes. Shit's still going to happen. And every bit of that is freaking normal. It's completely normal. What's not normal is that we go down this path of thinking that we can just completely beat people into being super hyper aware and use magic work authority. And then that's how we solve all of our freaking problems. Because then what do we do? What do we do? It's it's so common, and I'm I'm not going to tell you anything that you've not already experienced if you've been around this profession or around the industries that employs the safety profession pretty regularly. I'm not going to tell you anything that that you've not already experienced, probably firsthand, where something bad happens, something with some form of negative consequence that we're investigating, and then we look back at it and we can see clearly now. I can see clearly now. We can see clearly now, right? It, we're from we have a, a much better perspective than the people that that were involved in the actual accident and I said accident on purpose I'm getting tired of the freaking incident word it wasn't on purpose there we go side ran but we can see clearly now right we can see all the stuff that could have went wrong, all the stuff that did go wrong, all the different zigs and zags that people could have made, and we can see back on that. And we we look back and we go, well, we trained them to be super duper aware. So apparently they got away from that. Or they didn't exercise their stop work. And what do we say? What do we end up landing on as the cause or even a part of the cause? Which is almost just as bad. They should have stopped work. If only they would have stopped work. Well, you know what? If I would have just not left my house to go to work today, I would have got a couple extra hours of sleep. <laughs> if I would have only stayed in bed, I wouldn't have risked death by getting up and getting in a shower, getting ready, venturing out into, and actually rainy, rainy right now, venturing out into the rainy Phoenix, Arizona, which is super high risk, off normal, off normal, off normal, Right, I should have stayed home because that's an off-normal situation. I should have been—I should have just stayed in the bed and not gotten out of bed because I risked life and limb to get in the car and drive to work. And I should have just stopped. Now I got there. I, I got here. I got, I got here to the studio. I got here to to be able to record you this screamy Randy podcast. But if there would have been a negative outcome. Well, how could he have not been aware that that rain increased his hazard, that he should have just stayed home? I'm a safety expert, can't you tell? Right? But that's where we land. That's where we land. So we've gone down the path of prevention, something that we're already super duper good at. We've run out of rope. We don't have anywhere else to go. We don't know what to do, but we have to do something. We have to earn our money. We have to do something. So we venture down this path of thinking that we fix people. And we fix people by making them super duper aware, giving them a shiny, handy-dandy safety cape and stop work card. And then when they ultimately fell at that, we blame, shame, beat them, retrain them and say, do better next time. And we finally or we think if we just finally do that enough, if we just keep up that cycle of blame, shame, repeat, then eventually we're going to fix people and everything will be hunky dory. Or we say, you know what? People must just not be aware. They're well, still unaware, but people must not just not be aware. We've not done a good job as leadership of explaining to people that they have the right and responsibility to stop work. We've not given them that shiny, handy, dandy card, that dar, 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 dar badge. So we need to give them that card. We need to revamp that card. We need to revamp our stop work program. We need to make sure that folks have a little sheet of paper that, that has an explanation of stop work authority. We make sure that they sign that and that their leaders get in front of them, make that commitment and blah blah, 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 I've not met many people. I won't say any, but I've not met many people in this world That would be out doing anything, whether at work, at home, in the community, that when you see something, go, oh look at Bob over there. What's Bob doing? Oh, look, Bob is about to cut off his freaking arm. Uh, No one's told me that I have the right and responsibility to stop and correct any unsafe act or condition. So I I, I guess I I, I guess I can't do that. Bob's just going to cut off his arm. I've never freaking seen that. And you haven't either. Call me old-fashioned, but I firmly believe in the goodness of people. Oh, shock, right? We've We've had this conversation starting from a place of trust rather than a place of mistrust, kind of sort of all of that stuff. But I truly believe in the fact that if people actually see something that is going to cause someone significant physical harm... They're going to step up and say something. Uh, that's just me. I'm, again, call me old school. Call me naive. But I truly believe that most reasonable, insane people, if they see Bob over there and they put two and two together and they say, yeah, Bob, uh, don't do that. Magic word. Stop. Most people, most reasonable, insane people put in that situation will step in, they will intervene in some form or fashion, and they will come to Bob's rescue. Now, that's the problem with stop work. That's the problem that we rant on, and we've ranted on this podcast about stop work uh, throughout the existence of the Hop Nerd. And I know that's a piece that I've screamed and yelled about. Since, uh, I don't know, forever, as long as I can remember. But that's the, that's the problem with stop work. By the time we realize that we need to stop, by the time we realize that we should have stopped Bob, maybe it's not this obvious meat grinder hanging out there that we're like, oh, that's, that's an arm lobber. That's going to take Bob's arm right off. It's usually not those situations. By the time we realize that we need to stop work, we should have already stopped. We're going, oh, damn it. Right? That, that's, that's where it happens. It's after the fact. Work never happens in a fashion where it says, you know, step A, Bob's going to go over here and start this task. Step B, Bob's going to work diligently at this task. Step C, Bob's going to cut off his freaking arm. Because if it was laid out like that, no one would ever choose to move to step C. Stop work would always be would happen right there between step B and step C. Dun, 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 dun would happen. But that's not how life happens. That's not how work happens. In the obvious situations, stop work, again, reasonable people of sound mind will typically intervene in those obvious and apparent situations. But those situations don't exist that often. Most of the time, it's the ones where we're like, oh, crap, we should have stopped. But let's let's boil this down and and get to the point of kind of where I'm going. I kind of ranted down this path of stop work, which I, I think is a valuable conversation to have. But let's let's boil this down just a little bit farther in saying that we've run out of room for improving prevention. We've squeezed as much juice out of this orange as we can. We've hit the point of diminishing returns and we're trying to push on farther. We've run out of rope. So the next step is we try to fix people. That's always the step. That's all. It seems to be where we always freaking end up. We land on trying to fix people because we glorify this notion of awareness being king. If we can just fix awareness, awareness is one of the best prevention tools out there. We can just get everyone aware enough and we give them the dun 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 card and we make sure everybody knows to stop. Then finally, if we just get people good enough, if we just get people to be better people, then everything will be fine. Cuz let's let's face it, that's really what we're saying when we lean into this stuff, when we double down on this stuff and say, "Well, you should have stopped, you could if you could have done this, if you would have done that, if you would have just used your magic dun dun dun, dun card that we gave you because you know that you had the right and responsibility to stop working correct unsafe, unsafe acts and actions and, and conditions." What we're really saying is that if you were a better person, bad shit wouldn't happen. It's because of you. If you were just a better worker, just a better human being, if you cared more, if you were more aware, if you were just a better person, then none of this would have ever happened. It's not the company. It's you. You're just not good enough if you were only a better person. So part of the conversation I was having with my near and dear friend, fellow podcaster BFF was this. It it was this. Well, what's the freaking point in doing anything else then? And and this, this is the conversation that I have with friends and coworkers and leaders in organizations, that if awareness is so freaking amazing and stop work is so freaking amazing, why are we investing our time into anything else? Tell me. I would love to hear from you all, too. Tell me. What's the freaking point? We only have, and here, I'm, I'm going to steal from an amazing book, um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, but we only have so many fucks to give. We can't just go around willy-nilly dishing out fucks over everything. So understanding that, that we only have zero to 100 on our scale of shit that we can actually get done, right? stuff that we can actually accomplish. Why are we wasting all those fucks, if you will, on everything else? And the specific, we could just take those and pour that into more awareness and more stop work authority and more of that stuff, more into fixing people. Because eventually, you know, if we keep going down this path that we're going, we think that we're going to eventually exactly fix people. And the specific example that we were talking about that's, that's very relevant to the industry that, that me and my BFO here that we work in and have worked in through most of our lives and that I'm sure is very relevant for most folks out there in some form or shape is lockout-tagout. What's the freaking point of having a lockout-tagout program? It, really? Think about it. If awareness is king and stop work is so magical – What's the point in having a what what's the point at all in having a lockout tagout program? What's the point in having actual barriers? Couldn't we just take all that money that we invest in lockout tagout, you know, locks and equipment and all of these actual physical barriers that prevent the movement of energy? Couldn't we just take all that, those millions and millions of dollars that most of our organizations spend on that and just invest it into stop work and awareness campaigns and just tell people not, not to contact energized electrical stuff and just tell people not to open systems that are high pressure or have vacuum and just tell people not to do that stuff? Because that's where we're going. That, that's what we're saying. When we go down this path of saying that, well, people should have been more aware they should have just stopped. That that's what we're really relying upon. Why why use locks? Why why use any of this stuff? Why even isolate energy? And we could just tell people: Well, when you open that cabinet, just be really, 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 really aware that this piece is energized, and be really super careful around it. And we're going, Bob. We're going to send out. I'm, I'm, poor, Bob. I'm picking on Bob today, but we're, Bob, we're going to send out Jane to stand there behind you with her dun 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 card, and she's going to make sure that if you get close to doing anything bad, she's going to dun dun dun, and she's going to sweep in and save you. That that's what we're saying. We're doubling down on that saying that that's how we stop bad things from happening. That, is that really it? So why do we need a trench box? Let's just put Bob in there and say, Bob, be really aware. And if you start to sense that anything bad is going to happen, jump out and scream stop work and throw your badge around and it's going to be super good. That's how we're going to do it. That's totally that's totally going to work. Why wear why? Why wear fall arrest protection? Why? Why? Why, why do we even put up freaking handrails? We shouldn't, we should just ditch handrails. Sorry, I smacked my mic there. You can get a little bump, 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 bump going on. But why even put up handrails? Why? When we could just tell people to be super aware and then give them the stop work card that says, but you know, if you go up there and then, you know, you get a little off balance, just scream stop work and everything will be fine. Or if you do fall, just scream stop work and you'll, you'll sprout angel wings and you'll float gracefully down to the ground. That's kind of sort of what we're saying. I know it's in a smart-ass fashion. I get that. I'm kind of slowly becoming the king of the smart-asses, I guess. Um, and I'm good with that. I'm okay. It, my my smart-assery smart comes from a place of love and caring. Let me let me say that. <laughs> but that's really where we're landing. So what's the point of having any of that stuff then? I'm going to land in a place where I, and no pun with Bob, you know, his angle wings, but I'm going to land <laughs> in a place that I, I've landed before. And, and it's this is that our bias on prevention leads us down this path of trying to fix people because ultimately, for whatever reason, we think that's how we're going to get where we want to go. But our bias towards prevention has harmed us in the sense that it doesn't allow us to think any farther into some shit that really matters, like, I don't know, controls or beyond those controls because we get into the car. And we're saying, we've given you tons and tons and tons and tons of defensive driver training. We've given you all this stuff. So we're going to, we're going to unplug your airbags and we're going to get rid of your seatbelts because just was just getting way, And we're just going to get rid of all of this stuff because you're never going to wreck anyways. We're going to make you such a good driver. And we're going to give you the, the ability to stop when you see things that are unsafe and to stop other people when you see things that are unsafe. And we're just going to make you a super duper good driver. And we're going to give you the, the dun-dun-dun-dun card as the, the magic escape cord. And those things are enough. So why do you need an airbag? Why do you need a seatbelt because we're getting into the space of thinking that we can stop people from ever wrecking to begin with. And again, landing places that I've already landed before, kind of a little repetitive for some of the past podcasts. None of that's bad being, you know, going down the path of saying, you know, let's prevention is good. Prevention is great. Let's do continue to be really good at prevention while understanding that we're already really good at prevention and that we've probably, we're probably at the end of our rope with prevention. So let's try to maintain that stuff as much as we can. If we see some places to make that better, let's do that. But let's take all that time and energy and invest it into, I don't know, creating better barriers. And then thinking on the backside of that, that, you know what, Bob is going to wreck that car. So the best thing that we can do for Bob, because Bob is insane, just like all of us, you put any sane person behind, the wheel of car, they instantly become insane. That's just, just, stated, that's just stating facts. <laughs> that's just stating facts. Ultimately, we're changing our assumptions that we're definitely going to wreck, that all the prevention stuff is going to fail. And there we, we got into some magic words there. We're shifting our assumptions around failure, right? Rather than saying that failure will never happen because we're always going to be so good at prevention. And if, if our prevention strategies fail, we're going to go down the path of stop work. Instead of saying that, we're saying that we're really good at prevention, but our prevention strategies are going to fail. And stop work is a great tool that's there if you see kind of those apparent things. But we're going to think beyond all of that crap because it's all going to fail at some point. We go down the path of saying, well, a seatbelt's a really great idea. and airbag's a really great idea. Having a car that can, when you wreck, turn on your, your blinkers, call 911 for you. Oh, <laughs> we're in some really cool stuff now. Now you're speaking my love language here. Right? It's, I'm, you're, you're getting right into the heart of what I like right now. But we never really get there because we continue to double down on doing the same things just harder. We continue to double down on this notion that bad things should never happen. And look, morally, that sounds great, but it's impossible. Bad things are always going to happen. Shit's always Going to hit the fan, no matter how great we are at prevention, and we we're typically really, really, really good. Most of our organizations are really, really, really good at prevention. We don't have those meat grinders hanging out there in our facilities. Every now and again, one will rear its ugly head. We'll have something slip through the cracks, but that's not typical in most of our worlds. We don't see those big gnarly things where we say, "Oh, prevention to the rescue!" Again, we've gotten just about. As much out of prevention as we can get, and we've plateaued. And continuing to double down on just prevention while ignoring and neglecting the whole other side of that equation is never going to get us into this territory where we're killing less people because prevention has done a lot of great things for us, but arguably it's done just about all that it can. We're past the point of diminishing returns, we're not making progress for the amount of energy and time that we would continue to invest in prevention. And what I would say is that when we come to that fork in the road of saying, okay, prevention good, prevention great, prevention is great stuff, like it, love it, you know, just phenomenal stuff, love me some prevention. What's next? We shouldn't hang that hard left or right, whichever one you can pick. I'll let you pick. It's like like the tell your own story books. Turn to page 135 if you would like to proceed with story A. When we get to that fork in the road, whichever direction you prefer, I would argue that we shouldn't go down the path of trying to fix people now because that seems to be the typical path. We've gotten all that we can out of the prevention from our kind of programmatic standpoint. We've gotten all that we can out of prevention from our organization and our safety management system. We've got all that done. So where's the fatal flaw? Why do we keep having this bad shit happen? It must be the people. It must be the people. So if we can just teach them how to be more aware, again the dun 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 card, we do all that stuff. We get in this cycle of retrain and beat and shame and blame. Then eventually we fix we fix people and everything's fine. And then we finally live in this this amazing safety world where nothing bad ever happens and all of you bad people that get hurt don't exist anymore. And that's where I land is saying that we shouldn't go down that path. That shouldn't be the next step in our, our air quotes evolution, because we're not going anywhere. We're going to spin our wheels there. We're going to continue to do that. We're all going to get super duper duper frustrated. We're going to piss off the people that do all of the work for us. We're going to piss off the sharp end because they're going to immediately see how stupid this is. It's going to take us a few years to catch up. We're going to do a bunch of damage and nothing is going to come from it. When we could go down that path of saying, look, we're really great at prevention. You guys are, re- you all are really great at stop work. You guys are excellent at that. You got to do a phenomenal job at stop work. So now let's go on the other side of that. Since you know, we need to maintain, we've got all this stuff. We'll talk about it. We'll bring it up. But you're really good at it. So let's go over to this side. So what barriers do we have in place? What's the shit that kills us? What do we have that separates us? You know, what's that big brick wall? What's that, that nice thick sheet of plate steel? What's that something that physically pr- protects us from whatever that is on the other side of it that ultimately keeps us from dying? And is that enough? And then when everything fucking breaks down, when everything hits the fan, How do we respond? What's our parachute? Can we insert a parachute moment here? Where is our actual escape cord that's not just relying on people to say, oh, gosh, fixed it, saved everybody? Because all that crap never works out in the end anyways. That's all I've got. I would love to hear your thoughts. I hope you're enjoying my rant sessions. That's what you asked for. Um, I keep saying that because you did. You asked for it. Look... Did a lot of interviews. I plan on doing a ton more interviews, but there's a lot of people doing interviews, and I wanted to do something that was a little different. And you guys gave me this idea of kind of getting back to the OG, the OG hop roots, and just coming at you with some thought. And this is where I'm at. And I will tell you, I'm not the guru. I say this a bunch, and I really hope that that comes through loud and clear. I'm not the guru. I'm just, I'm just a dude. I'm a dude. I'm a recovering safety dude. I know that's a cool thing to say now. I hope that I was saying that before it was like a cool thing to say. (laughs) I'm a hop nerd and I'm a recovering safety professional who just wants to do things a little bit better. So I'm not a guru. I'm not a safety expert. I'm not an expert in occupational safety and health. I'm not a safety future fortune teller. I'm not a safety influencer. I'm not i I'm not. I'm a guy that's sitting here formulating thought, listening to stuff, trying to piece it together and bring it into my world. I work a day job just like everybody else. I'm just, a, I'm just just a working safety pro trying to make a living just like everybody else and trying to make the world a better place to work at the same time. So I like to bring this to you, and I know I rant, and I know we like to have a lot of fun, but I like to bring this to you to open up a conversation with you because I don't, I don't believe I, ha- I have the answers. I don't believe that I have even a, an ounce of the answer. I believe together we do. So I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Sam at thehopnerd.com, thehopnerd at gmail.com. You know you can slide into the DMs. You know you can do all that sort of stuff. You know how to get a hold of me. I don't don't have to say that. Everybody knows how to get a hold of me. It's super duper easy. But I I really believe, I really believe that we have to throw these ideas out there as, as we just have to continue to have this conversation. That's why I always ask you, let me know what you think about it. I want to hear your opinions because your opinions will help shape mine just as much as mine hopefully help shape yours. That's all I've got. Sam Goodman, The Hop Nerd, signing off. <gasps>